But right now, we wish you a good morning and welcome to Nature Watch. Nature Watch, sponsored by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden and Bird Center at the corner of Middle and 12th Street, right there on the roundabout. Now here's your host for Nature Watch, the one, the only, the inimitable, Gary Miller. How good morning. Yeah, so, uh, boy, this last week, since a week ago, it seemed like we've had about every season of weather here. Yeah. Just welcome to Michigan, you yeah, know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's been fun. And, and this <laughs> next week looks like we're going to go through about the about the same thing. Maybe not get kind the snow of. this next week. Yeah, but, uh, kind of. But, uh, um, we're up, you know, it looks like mid-60s, and then we dropped a, a high in the maybe mid-40s the next day. Um, yeah. I know Tuesday uh, it's supposed to start raining, and that is yeah. a rather extensive yes. system that's going to keep rain in the area for probably a couple of days. So it, it, we could we could use some moisture, um, yeah, just because it is you know quite dry out there. The uh, yeah, just uh, unbelievable. So so earlier this week, a couple of days ago, uh, my wife said I found this bug in the back room. What is it? <laughs> and I had to search for it. I had, to, I had to take some photos of it and search online. I finally figured out it was the Western conifer seed bug. I'm like, Western? Here in Michigan? Um, well, we sure are enough, West, West Michigan, but that's um, neither here nor there. So the Western conifer seed bug is one of those leaf-footed bugs. So its back legs look like it has little leaves almost on it. They're related to the stink bug, so like the brown marmorated, uh, etc. And... Um, the western kind of seed bug adults overwinter in your house just like those brown marmorated stink bugs do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, they've spread, uh, they're originally uh, west of the Rockies, and uh, they feed on the cones and seeds of uh, conifers, so pines, spruces, firs, hemlock, you know, any, any of those conifers. And they've spread over the entire U.S., um, at least the continental U.S., um, into Canada. They're in Europe and Asia already. And they're not a real detrimental insect, um, but they do emit that, that notorious smell in the stink bug family. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, but definitely uh, unique if you look at it, his body is, his uh, abdomen is quite flat, and on the top of it um, actually has some orange or yellow and black uh, design on it. So it's pretty unique. It's actually easy to identify it when you can see that body. Um, so... Something else in the house. I'm like, oh, joy. <laughs> One more thing. One okay. more thing. Uh, now, is this like a stink bug and you don't want to step on it? Give it a yeah, navel it, burial? Yeah, don't, the, you know. the smell. Okay. Um, and uh, they overwinter in the house just like those brown marmorators do. Um, and any of the other stink bugs that come in the house and try to stay someplace warm over winter, um, they start getting active when it gets sort of towards spring, and uh, that's why we had seen it. It wasn't moving real fast. Yeah. And uh, so let me ask you this. Now we're having a mild winter obviously. If there yes. is anything winter-wise. Um in a situation like this to keep the bugs from coming in your house when it when the weather is nice and everything, can you use diatomaceous earth around your your house? Um you can't even have to do it, you know, in the in the late summer fall. Okay. Um you know, if they crawl through it, but most of those insects that that overwinter in your house like the the stink bugs uh-huh. etc fly. <laughs> so, they, 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 so they're not going to crawl through that diatomaceous okay. earth. Um, it wouldn't hurt. Um, I know we've got a, a couple of products at Waddell's that can you know can put around the foundation for those crawling insects and help try to keep them out. But I guess thing you can do is try to make sure you've got your house sealed up. Yeah. But those those that whole stink bug family, those leaf leaf legged bugs, mm-hmm. are so flat they can get through just about any space. So it's pretty difficult to keep them out. Okay. All right. Um, well, but, just uh, don't squish them. Yeah, that, that's that, that was one of the few smells I can I just despise. Yeah, this does oh. not smell good. No, uh, 
So a few events coming up. Uh, no Green Thumb Club seminars today. I'm taking the day off, but we got a few more coming up. I know most of those have been full. But if you've missed those, check out the Waddell's website, waddells.com, and look at the events coming up in four weeks from this weekend, so Friday, Saturday, the 22nd, 23rd of March, we've got our 29th annual Spring Flower and Garden Show, commonly known as our Expo. And it's a good kickoff to the, the growing season. Usually have all sorts of seminars. I know the seminar schedule is not posted yet. It's almost finalized. Um, so there'll be most of, most of those seminars that were offered for the Green Thumb Club are going to be re-offered for them. And uh, you can sign up for those. Great way to learn a lot of neat things. See some neat products. See some new products. Um, so that's coming up uh, Friday and Saturday, the 22nd, 23rd of March, which is four weeks from this weekend. A little less than that, 24 days away is the first official day of spring. So we'll see if Mother Nature cooperates and looks at the calendar and says, oh, it's yeah. spring, we should start warming up and, and stay warm and none or of this cold stuff we're going to throw you a curveball and it's um, going to snow. The uh, other, uh, other neat event coming up, um, actually several of them, so um, last uh, quite a few years now, Michigan DNR has done this Happy Little Trees Virtual 5K. Okay. And you can still sign up for that. Um, they've uh, actually linked with the Bob Ross Foundation. And uh, so they do all the profits go towards planting trees in state parks, state forests, et cetera. And uh, so you get a, um, you, you have to do the, uh, the virtual 5K. You do it on your own, wherever you want to do it. Um, sometime between April 22nd, which is Earth Day, and April 26th, which is, which is Arbor Day. And uh, just have to complete that 5K um, on foot or by bike, skate, or paddle. Um, you can use a mobility device. Um, you pick the pace and place where you want to do it. And uh, it, uh, there's a little registration fee, but you get a neat T-shirt. Um, you get a finisher's medal. You get a commemorative bid bummer. And, uh, but that uh, supports... Uh, Planting trees in, in Michigan state parks and uh, uh, Very Michigan nice. state That's cool. lands. Um, it's expanded to, I think there's about eight or nine states now that are doing it. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a neat way to help out. It's getting warm out. You're going to be out working anyway. Might as well uh, you know, get a little bling for all your work. And yeah, why not? And enjoying the spring. Hopefully it's spring-like then. So a neat thing. Uh, another thing to check out, check out volunteer opportunities at your county parks, your municipal parks, um, the, the DNR. They have opportunities for volunteers to come in and help, a lot of times, remove invasive species. Okay. And so check out those websites um, of your local park uh, department. Uh, and uh, that, that's always helped. Or sometimes just helping clean up grounds. They don't always have all the staff to make sure everything's nice and pristine. And uh, so sometimes it's nice to get those volunteers to come in and help. So I know there has been an effort out at uh, Mark and Glen and uh, Nature Center and a few other places to uh, dig up um, garlic mustard. Yeah, garlic like mustard. A, I know like Portage a did a big day, and yeah, the city of Portage did a big push last year trying to get garlic mustard mm-hmm. pulled. Uh, it's a, it's a biennial, so it's uh, sometimes difficult to get all of those and those seeds. It sets lots of seed. Yeah, um, I know the other one that they've really been trying to hit uh, quite a bit is the Oriental bittersweet. Mm-hmm. So that Oriental bittersweet sometimes hybridizes with the American bittersweet. American bittersweet's good, but uh, that Oriental uh, tends to choke off other plants in that. And there are some other invasives out there, too. So yeah. Now, I'm going to put in a, pl- a paid political announcement here. A friend of mine, uh, Monica Trey, uh, is the uh, CEO, president, and chief bottle washer of uh, Kalamazoo and Bloom. And that is another volunteer opportunity if you go to their website, um, if, you want, if you like to plant flowers. 
Oh, because yeah, they're the ones that do all the topiaries and the flowers for Kalamazoo and Portage and whatnot. So they yeah. always look for volunteers. Yeah, and so you get also groups so, like the you know, Audubon Society, yep. um, the uh, Southwest Michigan Land Conservancy. Mm-hmm. All those groups, or um, Sierra Club, always have volunteer opportunities for doing uh, volunteer yeah. activities. And the weather's getting nice. Uh, so um, I think we'll throw out the uh, trivia question okay. here. Okay. Because it sort of leads into some of my discussion here later on. All right. So why is it recommended to only prune or cut down oak trees between November 1st and March 14th? Yeah, I remember Andy saying something about that, too. And I mentioned that because we're still um, in winter, mm-hmm. and we're almost getting to that March 14th date. Um, but there's some other factors to take into consideration. I'm going to talk about those after we get our answer. Okay. And uh, the... Uh, um, people, you know, if we got folks that are, you know, you cut wood for, they, they burn wood or they, they're trying to do some cleanup on their property. I mm-hmm. saw, um, actually a tree company uh, post that they were doing some major tree cleaning and I was hoping that they, uh, were taking some precautions. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if uh, somebody can get that answer. Um, maybe we'll see if, uh, uh, we got a listener that I know has been listening every week, uh, Al Johnson. I missed him a week, a week and a half ago uh-huh. at the store. So maybe Al will call in today or something. Oh, you see, never know. Uh, uh, see if he's uh, with an answer or so. Well. Um, and if anybody else has anything, you know, call in or text. If you don't want to talk on the radio, you can text. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you've got a question or something you've seen, uh, you know, maybe you can stump me a little bit, too. Let us know. I'm always learning in this, so there it's, you it's go. fun. We're having fun. Well, it's 382-4280. Or uh, 877-382-4280. Now, once again, this is, I should have this like in an element and just play it, you know, because <laughs> we do it all over again. We have one phone in the studio. Gary does not have access to the phone I do. But we don't have a producer as of yet, although we're working on it. So when I pick up the phone, I'm going to put you on hold immediately. I'm not hanging up on you. So stay with us, okay? Yep, just so. stay with us so that it'll be about a second or two. And as luck would have it, our phones, our phone lines are jammed. Ah. So hang on just a second here. Okay, so that one and then that one. Okay, so they didn't hang up, I don't think. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. There, See, she follows directions very, <laughs> very well. Who are we talking with this morning? Good morning. This is Judy. Hi, Judy. Welcome to Nature Watch. So go ahead and repeat the question, Gary, and then we'll see if Judy knows. Yeah. Why is it recommended to only prune or cut down oak trees between November 1 and March 14th? There you go. Well, we had an oak tree taken down during that time, and we were told that it had to be in the cold weather to prevent a disease from taking over. Um, is it oak rust? Yes, or, it is. All right. That is the correct answer. Hey, well, look at the that. correct disease there. So, yeah, very important. Um, oak wilt disease, and it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but uh, oak wilt disease, is, uh, disease can uh, really decimate um, a big planting of oaks, not just one tree. So it can uh, affect neighboring trees, and uh, very uh, critical to make sure that you, you don't trim or prune those oak trees or even cut them down unless it's in between those dates, and actually more specifically, temperatures. Temperatures need to be below 45 degrees, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here. Wow. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to mention, I had seen a post um, the, from the Live Monarch Foundation. Somebody had shared a post that they had free milkweed seeds, mm-hmm. and 
they do, but they have a limitation. It's not for everybody. Okay. So um, there, are, there are free seats. If you go to um, Live Monarch Foundation, um, their program is intended for the, with the free seeds for kids, educators, and people that are struggling and actually need, you know, don't have the money to, to buy some seed. They also sell, sell seed. Um, we sell different um, plants and seed at Waddell's, too, so it's uh, something local. Um, they also take donations to help support that program, so it's a good way to, you know, people are, especially kids and educators. So those free seeds aren't for everybody. Okay. So I wanted to mention that because uh, I had seen that. Um, so oak wilt disease is, uh, right now we're supposedly in that safe zone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's caused by an invasive fungus, so it's not a native fungus. Um, Ceratocystis uh, fagacerum and is an increasingly important issue of concern in forests and landscapes in Michigan. Um, of considerable importance is that the lethal oak wilt fungus can infect oak trees by two methods. Overland, and that's transmission of the fungus by sap beetles to tree wounds, and two, underground. So transmission of the fungus through root grass between trees. Oh, wow. And oak trees are notorious for having those root grafts that they develop themselves so they communicate to each other. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if one of them gets sick with the oak wilt disease, they share it with their neighbors. Oh, wow. And uh, so avoidance of that oak wilt can be accomplished by pruning oak trees only during periods when sap beetles and the oak wilt fungus are dormant, i.e. cold periods. Um or by prompt repair of trees injured by storms during the spring and summer months. And then by avoiding also the transportation of contaminated wood into areas, properties, and communities where no oak wilt uh, exists. Most of Michigan, at least the lower peninsula and even some of the upper peninsula, have had confirmed um, locations of actually Mm -hmm. oak wilt disease infecting trees. Now, ma'am, did you have more than one tree (laughs) affected or just the one? No. The, it wasn't really the disease that the reason was it, ta- it was taken down. It was overhanging the house. Ah, yeah, that's a good reason to take it down. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. your yeah. uh, your your, your uh, <laughs> company that was going to do that trimming and that was aware of that because not all of them are, and we've been trying to educate people to make sure because it, it's a amazing, um, not in a good way either. Uh, if a tree gets infected with oak wilt disease especially in the red oak family, it may be dead within less than a year. Wow. And if it has neighboring oak trees, it just keeps spreading out. And within five years, you may have a big grove of what have been oak trees, and they're all dead. Wow. And uh, it's good to get it out of there, you know, if it's going to endanger your house. So so I know the uh, Dr. Roberts, David Roberts, uh, from uh, actually retired from Michigan State, had done a lot of research on oak wilt disease. I mean, he's actually the gentleman that uh, – finally determined that we had emerald ash borer in the state. Mm. So uh, right. he, he's done all sorts of research. Um, he said, really, it's more a matter of temperature than the dates. Dates are important, but the temperature is even more critical. The sap beetle overwinters as an adult, so it doesn't have to do that transformation from a larva stage or a cocoon type of thing um, to that adult when it gets warm. At temperatures above 45 degrees, sap beetles become active. So to prevent that overland transmission of oak wilt disease, Dr. Roberts' golden rule is don't prune oak trees if the temperature will be above 45 degrees Fahrenheit okay. for a week following the injury. Okay. And those sap beetles can find those those cuts, fresh cuts, very rapidly, less than an hour. Um, and if you've got oak wilt disease in there, they're going to sp- carry the fungus and they're going to spread it. And it's it. going to spread it. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, 
you know, make, use pruning sealer. Make sure you get those cuts. You know, it doesn't matter when you cut, but especially if you have that storm damage in the summertime, you definitely want to, when, as soon as you cut those, get that sealer on there. There you go. That uh, helps protect that. Well, congratulations again on uh, being our first caller and our winner as well. I'm going to put you on hold really quickly, ma'am. I'm going to, uh, I'll be back with you to get your uh, information so that we can mail out your prize to you, which is, a, of course, a $20 gift card to Waddell's. Well, thank you very much. All right. Hang on just a second. We'll put her back on hold, and we will take a quick break and uh, be right back with Nature Watch, talk a little bit more about oak wilt disease and whatever else we can come up with uh, with uh, Gary on this Saturday morning here on 590-1069 FM WKZO. Wild birds prefer the superior quality bird seed that you'll find at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's carries 16 different varieties of bird seed, and because of the large volume they buy, Waddell's offers you the best prices around. Get Black Oil Sunflower Seed. This week, the 50-pound bag is on sale for $26.99. Or if you buy two or more bags, they're just $25 each. Don't forget something special for your finches. They love Finches Feast. 10 pounds of Finches Feast is now on sale for $13.99. Or buy two or more 10-pound bags for only $12.90 per bag. Safflower Seed is a favorite of Cardinals, but you'll find squirrels will leave it alone. Save $4 on 10 pounds of safflower seed, now on sale for $15.99, or get two 10-pound bags just $14.49 each. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, your bird feeding headquarters for 78 years, on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. WKZO Newstime 852, we're back with uh, Gary Miller here on uh, Nature Watch and uh, Congratulations to Judy Jackson. Again, she's our winner of the trivia question today. We're talking about oak wilt disease. And, you yeah, know, so, when you so prune, even after the cut, that fungus stays active, um, even uncut. So even if you cut a tree down, you should actually you know seal that stump up uh, so you don't get the activity and get that fungal spread. Um, and Dr. Roberts has been doing, since he's, even since he's retired, he and, and actually associates have been doing research. Uh, I know Michigan State's still doing a lot of research two on oak wilt and they found that the temperatures are even more of a factor than just the calendar dates and uh, so that safest time they're actually doing any pruning or cutting down of oak trees is again between november 1st and march 14th as long as it's less than 45 degrees for at least seven days after you do that okay i was going to ask you what the time period was so So this is not a good time to do it it, because we've we've actually been in with with these temperature fluctuations not good no so i mentioned that because it's been warm and gosh we can't get out and don't want to do a lot of gardening yet because we'll probably have a little bit of touch of winter here and there and uh, oh we can do some outside work and maybe do some of that cleanup Watch the forecast and see. You know, I, I, I'm going to guess we're probably pretty well done doing any any cutting of oak trees, or okay. should be, uh-huh. um, because as warm as we've been, um, those bu- bugs have been active. Uh, we'll get you know a day or two above 45, and those sap beetles get active. Now, if they if they cut a tree down and they leave the a little bit of a stump, should you seal the stump? Should seal the stump. Okay. Should seal the stump or grind it uh, up or something. Or? I know uh, Dr. Roberts. I, I've, I've been actually been in some of his talks about oak wilt disease, and uh, he's had slides of like in a cul-de-sac, somebody had a tree trimmed, uh-huh. uh, all oaks around, and uh, the tree started dying. And he had a progression of photos. Within five years, it had decimated all the trees oh, in the cul-de-sac. Wow. Uh, so it uh, it happens very rapidly. They've been trying to work on some preventive measures, even if they get infected. Um, they're not really successful yet. They've been they've seen a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, involves using glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup. 
Yeah. Uh, so they've been trying to do some different things. The biggest one is trying to prevent those root grafts is actually severing those root grafts. And so you've got to get basically a deep plow and basically cut all the way through, which is not possible to do in most people's yards. Because usually down expensive. there with roots, there are also cables and everything Right, else. there's everything else underground, and yeah. it uh, gets, gets very expensive. So that's typically not a, a cost-effective uh, effective method. Uh, so they've been trying to do some other means of uh, you know, trying to, to basically kill that initial tree off and uh, are trying to, do some pro- uh, trying to prevent it spread. So they're still doing research on that. Uh, but you know, if you take precautions and uh, take all the precautions, you can hopefully prevent that that spreading. And that also brings up another point: with warmer weather, people are getting the itch to go outside and work in the yard. Try not to clean up everything in your your beds and everything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, all that uh, you know, foliage and, and vegetative matter that uh, died back in the fall uh, when I got cold, they're harboring. Not only the pests, but they're actually harboring a lot of beneficial insects. So there's a lot of beneficial pollinators, butterfly moth, uh, cocoons uh, that are overwintering in there. There's a lot of other beneficial insects that overwinter in that. So wait till it gets warm and stays warm that those bugs have had a chance to escape. To <laughs> escape, And then do your cleanup. Okay. Because um, otherwise you're going to – there's more beneficial insects than detrimental insects in that, that leaf litter. Okay. And so it's beneficial to keep that uh, – Habitat so they can survive because they're not going to come out until it gets really warm. Um, they're not going to survive if it gets cold again. So it's, uh, they're going to okay. want to st- try to stay as warm as they can. Um, we, we, I know we talk periodically, and uh, Jim McKinney and Jim Lawless and I talked a little bit about chilling hours as far as that cold we've yeah. had. And interestingly, we've had a warm winter, and we think, boy, do we, have we had enough chilling hours, you know, one of the crops we think about, one of the plants we think about are fruit trees. They need so many chilling hours so they actually set fruit and get those nice big buds in that. We've actually had enough cold weather that we've had enough chilling hours here. Oh, wow. So most of the fruits that we grow here, and it's actually true of most plants too, require about 700 to 1,300 hours chill hours to satisfy their dormancy requirements before they begin growth in the spring. And... As of two days ago, here in Kalamazoo, we've had 1,578 chilling hours. So we've already had enough, mainly because those chilling hours are measured between 35 and 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And when you get down to 32 or less, um, plants are, because it's cold, they've gone into that dormancy and they just sit there. Above 45 is too warm. And the... Um, difficulty is is that when plants go into dormancy they actually have two types of dormancy so the endodormancy um, is the dormancy that the plant won't grow even under good warm growing conditions and so it's meaning inside so it's a trigger from inside the plant uh, that inhibits its growth and that's what the the main uh, dormancy is once they've reached that chilling hour factor mm-hmm. they go into ecto or echo dormancy eco echo dormancy and that occurs when their plant is ready to grow, but the environmental conditions are not right, usually too cold. And the short days and freezing temperatures in the fall really induce that endodormancy in the, in the plant. So a plant sort of internally tracks those chilling hours. And hours below freezing, like I mentioned, don't have any effect on chilling, but it will increase the cold hardiness. If warm weather occurs before the plant completes its chilling requirement, 
no or a very little growth occurs. Oh wow! So we don't get very much bud for fruit. Um, okay. You know, even any, you know, any plants out in the wild with you know, fruit or nuts, that type of thing, not going to have much of that. Temperatures between forty and fifty degrees um, usually are most effective, but it's that forty-five or less that they really look at. When you get above fifty degrees, and especially above sixty degrees Fahrenheit. It has a negative effect Ooh. on chilling, so it actually re, you know t- sort of backs it up a little bit. And with this roller coaster of temperatures we've had, um, not doing looking too good for a lot of those plants. Wow. Uh, the uh, chilling of those, um, we're really going to see. I think see some uh, fruit farmers are going to be worried. Yeah, um, I bet. Um, along with you know anything else out in nature that provides fruit and you know for mm-hmm. wildlife and birds and that. So, uh, when we get in this this fluctuation of temperatures, the plants, those buds start swelling. We may not see any swelling yet, but they're getting ready to grow. Mm-hmm. And we get some cold temperatures. That's when they get a lot of damage. And uh, so, uh, not looking real good. And we're a little early for having all those chilling hours already. Usually yeah. we're colder, so we don't get a lot of them built up until we start yeah. building them up now. Well, we're out of time. You want to do it again uh, next week? We'll do it again next week. All right. Well, well, another roller coaster of temperatures coming up according to the forecast. All right. So. How Quickly, how can people get a hold of you? So you can actually um, email me at naturewatch at waddells.com. And if you have some questions, uh, 